Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Hope for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now, you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, The Courage to Lead, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, you can find a link posted on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as the podcast shared on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. David Trotter is a business growth consultant dedicated to helping new business owners rise above their biggest barriers to reach their greatest goals. After consistently hearing from his clients about the challenges of creating content for social media, lead magnets, and webinar slide decks, he launched Rise Up Creatives, a membership platform to help business owners create beautiful, engaging social media content in just five minutes a day. David is also the host of the Inspiration Rising podcast with over 180 episodes featuring female entrepreneurs and leaders sharing their experience and wisdom. And his latest book is entitled Empowered to Rise, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, Uncovering Your Superpowers, and Bringing Your Inspiration to the World. Previously, David was a pastor starting fast-growing churches for over 10 years, owned a six-figure marketing boutique for 12 years, produced and directed four award-winning feature films on social justice issues, and has written a dozen books. David and his wife, Laura, have been married for over 26 years, and they live in Southern California with their two almost-grown kids who are both in college. So David, welcome to the show. That was a mouthful, Candy. That was a man. I should have written something a little shorter for you. My goodness. Well, I do like to have background on those, but actually that doesn't really cover a whole lot, even though it sounds like it. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you actually began working with entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, I was a pastor for over 10 years 
And uh, that's kind of the trajectory out of high school that I sensed my life was going, went to seminary and so forth. Um, and so uh, I found, though, that I really was a workaholic in those yeah. 10 years. You know, and a lot of pastors work a lot of hours, but I was really focused on not only helping people, but growing churches. So I started yeah. churches from scratch. And unfortunately, I was trying to fill kind of a hole of not enoughness within yeah. me. And I thought, man, if I could grow the churches bigger, you know, help more people, then that would kind of make me more significant. Unfortunately, that led to a burnout breakdown experience for myself about 13 years ago. And I had to kind of rebuild my life, figure out, well, what do I want to do? Because I was finding that being in full-time ministry wasn't healthy for me. Mm. So I started a marketing business because we had used a lot of marketing type um, strategies to help grow the church. And I've self-taught in a lot of things and just hired contractors and developed a, a great business for that and wanted to continue making a difference in the world. So I started making documentaries on, as you mentioned, social justice issues, made one on orphans in India mm. called Mother India Life Through the Eyes of the Orphan. It was on Netflix for two years, 2012 to 2014. Oh. All my films are on Amazon still. Um, but around late 2018, I told my wife, I really would like to be making a difference on more of a day-to-day -day basis than a year-to-year -year basis because films take so long right. to produce and create. And so uh, we talked about me doing some consulting and coaching uh, because of my entrepreneurial background, starting churches, very entrepreneurial. Uh, we had also started a furniture store as part of the church and I had started over you know, the marketing business and some other things. Um, so uh, we talked about podcasting, of course. And she said, well, who would be the audience? Who would be the individuals who would be, a, you know, want to work with you? And I said, well, looking back over 25 years of ministry and marketing and movies, the group of people that seem to most resonate with my work um, happen to be women, mm. kind of the 30 to 50 year uh, age range. And although it seems a little awkward, you know, she agreed. And so we started Inspiration Rising and I started doing some coaching and business consulting. And it's kind of just grown over the last couple of years. And I just love helping people get clear about what they want to do in life and in business, and then help them develop a step-by-step -step strategy to whether it's start it or grow it. And most of those individuals happen to be women. And mm -hmm. uh, I just feel very collaborative in that space. And um, it's a little odd, you know, I probably don't put that in print too much, frankly, because I've gotten some pushback from some women, mm. like, don't tell us what to do, you know? And I'm like, oh man, that's not my heart at all. I'm here to right. champion and support and encourage. Um, so it's a, it's an interesting journey, but I do feel like I, I need to be in my sweet spot, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's where it is. Well, and there are so many women that are starting businesses and especially, you know, in the last year with the pandemic and a lot of women having to stay home with children and potentially even giving up their employment and looking for opportunities, there's probably going to be even more who are starting businesses if they haven't already in the last 12 months. And so I can see where that would be a market that would for sure need your assistance. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my wife is a kindergarten teacher for the last 20 plus years and I see how those families are impacted by the kids, many kids learning from home. She right. teaches kids that are just fully online. And um, a lot of those individuals, especially moms, maybe that weren't working um, are going, man, I got to, I got to do something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to do something. Um, I love helping my kids. I love being, but it also gets to be a little crazy, you know, just with all that energy at home, right. um, not that creating a business 
it actually can feel like a relief sometimes, you know, something mm-hmm. for myself, you know, that I get to grow and do. So it's fun. That's true. I was in that space too, before I started my business, I actually, you know, worked outside the home for a few years, but, um, when I first started my job, my career, you know, I started as a cashier as a teenager and I stayed in that job through the birth of my second child. And then I was like, it doesn't make sense for me, you know, to pay for, you know, care and and all of the things that go along with that to, you know, work a full-time job. So I was home for a few years. And at one point I started to feel like I'm just wife and mom. I don't have something for myself. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to do something outside the home. And at first it started as a job, you know, working for another company, And then quite a few years later, my husband's like, do your own thing. Customers love you. I'd already had this kind of on the side of my real job, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, do your own thing. You're good at it. And so that's kind of how it started. But I know that feeling of wanting to have something besides, you know, just wife and mom and not feeling I had something I'm. I'm one of those people that needs to achieve something. And I think even though I know I was achieving things and having a great family and doing all the things to help my kids, I think I needed something additional just to keep me kind of energized almost. Yeah. And, and of course it's, it's different for everybody. And I know this is a sensitive topic because it's like, well, isn't, you know, raising kids and managing a home enough. Of course, it's <laughs> like, whatever you want to do is enough. <laughs> um, but uh, there is a sense though, that as a woman has the opportunity to generate income, um, either for herself or for the family, it creates this incredible sense of empowerment Mm -hmm. and a a bit of independence, I think in a healthy way. Um, uh, a lot of individuals that I see women are, you know, maybe they're coming out of a marriage 25 years in, kids have grown and now they're going, wow, I, I, this marriage is not healthy for me. And now, they're going, how do I generate income? Because I've mm-hmm. only stayed at home. And so uh, not that you want to create a business just as a safety net, just because right. you may get divorced. But at the same time, I think there's such an empowerment that I see in women for creating something that's hers and that she's using her gifts and talents to serve um, you know, a, a, an ideal client and generate income. It's just so powerful. It definitely is. You're telling my story. <laughs> so no, but um, I would love to start shifting into the content we really wanted to start talking about today and talking about the challenges that those business owners would face when it comes to social media. Yes. Well, um, a lot of the women that I help um, and men uh, feel overwhelmed by social media. You know, they know yes, I want to, you know, I need to leverage social media. And some of them aren't even on much social media themselves. Mm -hmm. They go, well, I maybe post some pics on Facebook, especially for an older, right. I say older, you know, somebody in their forties or fifties, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that's not older, but in terms of social media, maybe they never jumped on that in that world and can feel overwhelming. You mean I need to expose my life. You need to, I gotta, what do I write every day? I don't know what to post but I know I should because everybody's telling me I should. And they're, and as I describe it, it's the town square of our mm-hmm. world, you know? Yeah, of course we still have quote unquote farmer's markets where people go and sell their goods, right. but really that's a few people. The world is online. And so if you're going to offer something, a product or service, that's the place to offer it. And by mm-hmm. just having a website, that's like, um, you know, hoping someone finds you, it's not going to happen. You've got to be a part of the major conversation. And yet the, the challenge becomes, what do I post? How do I post? And it right. feels overwhelming. And we wanted to kind of, to help people take away that overwhelm. 
And I think it's not just what should I write, you know, or what should I post, but it's like social media is always having something new coming out, right? So you might get familiar with Facebook, you know, like my generation, right? We're more on Facebook and LinkedIn and things like that. But now they're like talking about TikTok. I'm like, okay, there's something new. Or there was Snapchat at one point or like all these different things that come out and it's like, what should you really be focusing on? And you don't want to feel totally overwhelmed trying to keep up with it. And I think that's part of the overwhelm as well. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And then it can feel uh, uh, like a fear of missing out, right? FOMO mm-hmm. of like, oh my gosh, I, I don't have a TikTok, but I don't want to dance or right. Instagram reels or how do I do that? So it's really about, first of all, going, where is your ideal client? Where did mm-hmm. they hang out? And so let's go there. And then what is it? What's interesting to them? Mm-hmm. Because you can use TikTok and reels without ever dancing at all. You know, you can leverage that just through words and speaking or some simple movements that would be engaging. But the question always comes down to where is your ideal client? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be spending time on, you know, some platform just because it's the hip thing when your ideal client's not even there. Right. That's so true. So once you kind of figure out maybe where you should be posting and where your ideal client is, like, what are the best topics then that someone should be posting about in order to increase their visibility and people finding them, liking them, knowing them, trusting them? Right. Well, once again, it's like, well, what do I post about? And a lot of people that are um, just starting in trying to promote their business on social media, it just becomes, let me tell you about my business. Let me tell you Mm -hmm. about the product. Let me tell you about my service you know, every post and nobody's interested in that really overall, that's not going to create the no like, and trust. Like you said, the assumption is that most people who are starting their business, that they're the face of that business. Most Mm -hmm. businesses these days have a face, which is usually the founder, you know, the person who's starting it. And so we teach seven categories of posts at rise up creatives that we have found to be the most effective overall, that these are things that you're utilizing over the course of the month. The first category is my life, Mm -hmm. that if I want to be connected to you in terms of your business, I want to know something about your life, just a little bit, just something. It doesn't, and I know this can feel, some of my clients, even last week, they're like, but why do I have to tell people about my life? I like my privacy. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But your privacy, you know, how private is it to say that you are, you know, uh, going to a certain restaurant or something about your, you know, your kids, or maybe you're working out or your favorite new outfit or that you like plants or, you know, it's not really a big privacy issue, but I'll tell you, people feel connected to you. If mm-hmm. you've ever been following somebody online, who's kind of a quote unquote influencer, and then all of a sudden they show a picture of their dog or their family or their home. I personally have this warm, fuzzy feeling of, (laughs) wow, I kind of, I'm getting behind, like know them a little bit, you know, it makes me feel more connected to them. So my life, the second category is my why, why are you doing what you're doing? Because if you tell me the reason why you started this business, I will feel more connected to you. Mm -hmm. I will actually be cheerleading you. Like I want to be on your team, you know, Uh, the third category is behind the scenes. Like show me something, not just behind the scenes of your life, but behind the scenes of your business. 
Mm. If you're a podcaster, show me the other side of the mic. If you're a bookkeeper, show me you working at your computer. Where was your you know workstation or where you kind of hang out on your laptop? Um, if you work with a one-on-one client, show me that in action. Um, fourth category would be inspirational. Inspire me somehow. Throw me a quote, a motivational tip. Um, something that's inspirational in the industry that you're, you know, talking about. So that's my life, my why, uh, behind the scenes, inspirational, and then life and business learnings. So often, Candy, we present ourselves kind of our best foot forward, you know, mm-hmm. our, all of our makeup on looking good, you know, on okay. social media, right? But if we share a life learning or a business learning, that assumes that we don't know everything and that mm-hmm. we're actually learning things along the way. And so not only can that life or business learning be helpful for our followers that they might be able to learn it, but they see us as human and someone who's always growing and learning. Mm-hmm. Sixth category is business, uh, your product or service, whatever it is that you actually do. Like, okay, that's one of the seven. Okay. Just tell us what it is and the features. And then the last category is benefits to you. What are the benefits of working with you? Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily promoting the product or service. You're just talking all about the benefits and how, you know, the transformation that you'll get. So with those seven categories, we find that if those are spaced out over the course of, you know, a week and month strategically, um, that then that's a holistic way of building no like, and trust with right. your audience. Mm-hmm. And those are all great tips and ideas of what to share and, you know, helping someone figure out, you know, what that is, because it can feel overwhelming. But the next thing that feels overwhelming to them is having to just stay consistent. And we always hear consistency is important. So what would you tell somebody who's saying like, wow, I just don't have a lot of time, you know, I can't get on every day or every week, you know, to do this. So how would you help them know how to actually schedule these types of things in advance and plan out what that calendar might look like. Yeah. And that's the key candy is planning (laughs) Uh, because if you wake up and it's by noon and you're like, Oh, crud, they tell me I'm supposed to post every day. What am I going to do? I'm tired. I don't think I'm going to do it. You know, you got to have a plan ahead (laughs) of time. So uh, you could almost, many of your listeners might be familiar with meal planning right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to plan uh, uh, meals throughout your week, whether you're pre-cooking those and, you know, segmenting them, or you're just knowing, okay, this is what we're going to eat on, you know, dinners Monday through Friday. It's kind of the same with social media. You're, you're planning the meal that you're presenting to your audience each day. Mm-hmm. And the way that we teach people within the Rise Up Creatives is, first of all, you want to look for over the course of a month, holidays that you'd want to leverage because those holidays are on certain days. They're not going to move. So like here in the United States, we just had St. Patrick's day. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about March, 2021, you would go, okay, I want to promote something on, I want to leverage St. Patrick's day for my business. I want to promote something on that day, not necessarily promote, but just like tie it in, tie it into your business. It could be about like, um, like if I was to post something for your business, I would say, um, don't rely on good luck. Mm. Um, when it comes to keeping your book straight, right. Although luck would be, you know, and then you have like a picture of a four leaf clover or something and you tie it in back to your business somehow. So you can do that with any holiday. It doesn't have to be a major holiday. Uh, March 31st, 2021, believe it or not, candy is national crayon day. 
Come on now. That's a, that's a good holiday. Um, maybe it's just my wife as a kindergartner is rubbing off on mm-hmm. me. Um, so first of all, get those holidays down and what you're going to post to leverage. The second is what are the launch promo days? We call them launch promo days. So it's a day in the week where you're going to launch or promote something. It could be promoting a new product or service. It could be um, just your regular business, whatever you're going to promote that day. Uh, It could be a discount. It could be a lead magnet or a freebie that you want people to download. Choose that day uh, uh, as the second step, right? First holiday, second is the lead launch promo day. Let's just say it's on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to launch this thing, whatever it is, a a lead magnet on how to, um, uh, let's see, how to prepare your books for your bookkeeper, like, or how to prepare something, because you got to prepare something. Top three things, or top three things your bookkeeper wants you to know. There you go. That would be good. So it's a PDF, top three things your, your bookkeeper wants you to know, and it's coming out on a Thursday. The next step, step three, is to denote the days leading up to that launch promo day. So let's just say that that lead magnet is on a Thursday that you're going to launch that. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you would want to use those posts to to lead up to that lead magnet. So maybe one could be um, a quote about the importance of bookkeeping. It could be some sort of tied in inspirational. I don't know how bookkeeping could be inspirational, Tammy or Candy. It would kill me. Oh, man. But like some sort of inspirational quote. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it could be a PS. Don't miss the special release we have on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, it could be a um, behind the scenes uh, picture. It actually could be funny with you pulling your hair because uh, a a made up client didn't give you all the things that you needed, Mm -hmm. right? That would be funny. Like that shows (laughs) also kind of a playful side of you. Uh, Bookkeepers are not known as being playful, but I would... (laughs) (laughs) Right. That could be kind of fun. And Mm -hmm. so, but it's, you know, kind of a PS, Hey, Thursday, I'm going to tell you what I really need from every client. Now this has to come off as helpful and not like somehow like, uh, vindictive condescending or or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We would not want that in any way. And then Wednesday could be a, um, uh, a why, like maybe my why on why you got into bookkeeping and that you're so passionate about helping people stay in order and legal and, you know, blah, 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 saving money. And, uh, and uh, I'm so passionate about this that I'm giving, you know, excited to give you something tomorrow. So, right. So every one of those posts is very strategic leading up to the launch. Mm-hmm. All right. So first thing you carve out your holidays. Second thing you uh, denote the launch promo days, whatever you're promoting. And I wouldn't promote something more than once a week, of course. Mm -hmm. And then the days leading up to that. And then the last is you fill in with the other seven categories, anything that's left remaining, excuse me, you're able to, you know, kind of fill in um, that are probably a little more softer, like my life or life, life and business learnings, inspirational. So now you've got a whole 30, 31 days planned Mm -hmm. when you wake up in the morning, you're not going, what do I post? You actually could batch and pre post those ahead of time because there are often, you know, there are scheduling platforms like Hootsuite or Buffer or Planoly or others where you could just do it all at one time for the week and then you're not overwhelmed. One of the ways that we help people not only train them at Rise Up Creatives is we provide uh, imagery and customizable captions. So they're actually captioned templates. And that's where for us comes down to the five minutes a day where you can select a template 
modify it for your business. And then, you know, you're off to the races. So, right. Now that you mentioned captions too, I'd love you to just talk about, you know, what is a formula that people can use to increase engagement or even know what to write when they're going to post something? Cause that can also be difficult once they know what they're going to do. Well, now what do I say? Yes. So every one of our caption templates is written with a kind of a three-step formula. We call it the triple S method to writing a captivating caption. And those triple S's, the three S's I should say, um, are stop the scroll, Mm. serve with insights, and then spark a conversation. So the first step is you got to stop that scroll because people are scrolling on their phone, either on Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever it might be. And the image, you know, can be part of that. Of course, the image needs Mm -hmm. to be scroll stopping. But those first few lines of the caption, you know, there's an opportunity to post a bold statement, something that's a little bit maybe controversial. Hmm. Um, it could be, um, you know, as a, as a bookkeeper, it could be something like, um, uh, I mean, this is silly, but like, cause it may or may not be true, but like, I hate software, you know, I hate bookkeeping software programs, <laughs> right? I remember right. the days when we used to do it with pencil and paper, or, you know, <laughs> I don't want to age you here, but you know, uh, but something that's a little bold, right. A little mm-hmm. controversial. It could be a question. Questions are great ways to stop the scroll. Um, it could be relating to their pain point in some way. So that first couple of lines is really important. The second is serve with insights. So this is the meat of the post, and it could be anywhere from you know one or two sentences up to several paragraphs mm-hmm. that is somehow providing some sense of insight, some information, education, transformation, or even entertainment to the reader. Hmm. You've got a, something you're serving them with some sort of content that's connected, of course, to the scroll stopping, you know, right. introduction. Um, so like, for instance, if we were talking about for you, uh, I hate bookkeeping software. <clears throat> I remember the days when, you know, I used to do something on pen and paper, but uh, uh, you may not uh, realize um, that uh, at uh a, B, and P, we use the uh, latest up-to-date software um, on, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it ensures that you uh, don't, that we don't have X, Y, and Z. So mm-hmm. what you're doing by, by telling them about the software that you use, which they may not really care about the software, but what you're doing is you're creating trust. Because, wow, you use the latest software and you, this is how it helps you help me, right? right. Um, that, that then is creating trust by doing that, all right? So then the third aspect of your, your uh, caption is to spark a conversation. Mm-hmm. Somehow, somehow getting them to engage with that post, liking it, commenting on it, sharing it, or saving it. And so one of the easiest ways to do that is getting them to comment on something. It could be, um, uh, you know, like for instance, on the post that we were just, I was just making up with you. um, What is your absolute favorite software that you can't live without? Mm. Right. So the line, so the line before that could have been um, reality is we can't do our job without great software. And so uh, it's just part of business, blah, blah, blah. Um, what is your favorite software that you can't absolutely live without? Tell me in the comments, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason why we want to do that one is because when people comment on your post, it, it drives it up in the algorithm so that more of your followers will see your post because we know that not right. everything you post is shown, <laughs> right? But when you get them to comment, other followers are more likely to, to actually see it. So that's one reason. The second reason why you want them to comment candy is because you, um, when you see who comments, you're able to engage with them and develop mm-hmm. just that more of that relationship. You want to respond to every comment that's ever posted. Um, so it could be commenting, having them comment, um, having them tag a friend who needs to read it. It could be dropping an emoji. It could be asking them to DM you about something, but never post a, a, a caption that doesn't have a call to action, that doesn't mm-hmm. spark some sort of conversation. You always want to be leading people in that direction. So stop the scroll, serve with insights and spark a conversation. So I don't know, does that, does that resonate mm-hmm. with you, Candy? For sure. <laughs> yeah. Because I think too, I mean, we want to put content out there and we know people are busy and, you know, you don't always expect to have all the engagement you would like to see, but at the same time, there are things we could do to help get that conversation going. But I've also heard, and I don't know if you, you know, have facts to back this up, but that there's a certain number of words a comment needs to be to really get it to count as a comment. Like if someone just says nice or yes or something like that's not really considered commenting. Have you heard that? Or is that, do you see evidence to back that up? You know, uh, I'm not an expert in that area, but I have heard from some people that, you know, needs to be kind of that five, you Mm -hmm. know, five words is kind of the goal. Um, And and that's great. But at the same time, you know, any commenting is better than than no commenting. Yeah. And for a lot of people to leave a five word comment, um, that's, that's the goal is to get people engaged Mm -hmm. in that way. Uh, But anything is better than nothing for sure. Right, right. So what about going live? I mean, we've heard, you know, there's Facebook live or YouTube has live and everything now too. Do you recommend that someone actually go live or do you recommend maybe they just record something and post it later, you know, so they're comfortable. What would you tell a business owner who's thinking about should I or shouldn't I go live? Yeah, yeah. Well, going live is definitely better than recording something and posting it because mm-hmm. when you go live, most of uh, most of the platforms are then notifying your followers, especially if they've been engaged mm-hmm. with your page or group or whatever it might be. So that's the power of going live is they get notified. Not everyone, but some of your followers are. And so they'll be more right. likely to jump on. Okay. Um, you also have the opportunity to engage with them through, um, if they post a question, you can respond. Uh, but I would, I would definitely encourage people to look into, okay, what would it look like for me to go live in my business? Not just to get on there and say, hey, I hope you're having a great day, but bringing something of value that you need to pre-plan and go, what is it that I'm going to share? And the same way that you would write a a caption, Mm -hmm. same formula applies. Stop the scroll. Now they they're scrolling because they're seeing something or they're seeing a live, but it's capturing their attention in the first few sentences somehow. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then jumping into the meat of whatever you're talking about, but then having a call to action, but lives are very, very powerful. One of the reasons, um, not only because they're notifying your followers, but because if I see you moving and being a human being rather mm-hmm. than just words on a page or an, a flat image, but if I see you actually talking with passion and information, like you're informed on whatever it is that you're offering me, mm-hmm. 
no like and trust skyrockets. Right. Because now I can really feel like, okay, this is a real human that I can connect with. Right. I feel like I, I really know you now. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's true too. I think it's just sometimes people are afraid of, you know, if they're going live, what if they make a mistake or, you know, what if the dog starts barking or what if, you know, they're fumbling around or they don't know, should I actually, like, if I see someone coming in and now are watching, should I actually acknowledge them, you know, instead of just sharing what I'm sharing, like, what would you say in terms of any of those kind of things? Yeah, it can feel very overwhelming without a doubt. And it's hard because I was a pastor for 10 years and spoke to, you know, hundreds and thousands of people. So it's, you know, feels a little bit more comfortable, but even I get a little nervous, like, okay, here we go. We're doing it, you know, Um, but you can practice, you know, start out with just recording yourself. If that feels more comfortable, Mm -hmm. you can also just record yourself and not ever post it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just getting comfortable, you know, Mm -hmm. talking, but also the more people feel like it's a a conversational rather than a presentation, they feel more comfortable, you know, with it. So yeah, when somebody comes on, if I see, and I am able to see their name, I'll definitely say hello to them. Mm -hmm. Um, If uh, dogs are barking, I'll, or a plane, like I live near John Wayne airport in Orange County, California. And so planes are constantly flying over. And um, so sometimes I'll, you know, say, Oh, got a plane. Uh, (laughs) And I'll, tie it in somehow. Like even Mm -hmm. because we've been in the pandemic, I'll say something like, now, when you hear that plane, that's good news. Like we're getting back to some sense of normal. Look at that. Mm -hmm. We're going to be traveling here, you know, or just tie it in. Right. um, So that I don't feel like I have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, people are not expecting you to be perfect. Right. I would say that when it comes to kind of the, um, um, uh, uh, I'm not (laughs) sure, you know, like, That makes people feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, you're not prepared. So you Mm -hmm. do need to be prepared. And if you're not used to going live, practice it once before you Mm -hmm. actually do the live. So when I'm giving, uh, when I've given a sermon, um, I used to speak three times on a Sunday, twice on a Sunday morning and once in the Sunday evening. And I would, before the first time I gave that sermon, I would literally give it in the mirror at least three times Mm. verbally out loud. Everybody's got their own style. Other pastors don't do that. But for me, I would give it in the mirror three times before I ever stood up on stage and it got it inside me. Mm -hmm. Then I'm not just regurgitating something. I'm actually like, it's in me. Mm -hmm. You can do the same thing on a live, you know, there's nothing weird about doing that. Like you practice it and then go for it. Mm -hmm. So what about those that feel like, oh, well, people are going to look at me and see that I'm not as great as, you know, the next person who's doing this, you know, and they don't feel confident in that, you know, of course, we've heard imposter syndrome is one of the the things that we've heard that called. But what would you say to somebody who, you know, is maybe thinking of doing it, but saying, well, I'm not going to be as good as like the next person that they're going to see on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or anywhere that they might find them. Right. So it all begins with, Who's your ideal client? Who is that individual that you feel called to serve and you have a connection with? Mm -hmm. So um, let's just take your business, if you don't mind. Like, who would you say is like your sweet spot? These are the people that I love to work with. 
um, generally service-based business owners who um, most of the time they're the sole owner of their company and they're trying to do everything themselves and they're completely overwhelmed and frustrated and exhausted and they don't like or they're terrified of doing the work that we're doing and thinking it's going to be done wrong. Oh, I love that. All right. Service-based owners tend to own the, the business themselves. They're overwhelmed. They're stressed out. They got a lot on their plate and they are overwhelmed by the idea of bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Sounds like me. Um, I've got a great bookkeeper, so I'm very happy. But I, I, I hate bookkeeping. I hate everything associated with it. So I get it. Like I understand. Okay, so um, how many bookkeepers are there in North America? Thousands. Thousands, <laughs> yeah. right? Thousands. Yes. And how many businesses are there? Many, thousands. many, 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 yeah. many. Yes. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Yes. I, you know who knows. So um, I love what Seth Godin, he's a marketing expert, said uh, many years ago. He's like, you don't have to be the best at what you do. You mm-hmm. just have to be the person that they, the best option that they know about. I mm-hmm. butchered his quote. You get the point. You don't have to I be understand. the best. Mm-hmm. Can, you don't have to be the best. You just need to be the best that they know about. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where the know, like, and trust comes in. That I have a certain ideal client that I know I love to work with and they love to work with me. Mm-hmm. And so when I get on, I'm speaking to them. Right. Any, anybody else who's not attracted to me in terms of like working with me and they're not my ideal client. Right. And so all you have to worry about are those people. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be somebody better. You're never going to be the best because even if you were the next day, somebody else would do something and they would become better right. than you. So it's impossible. The comparison mm-hmm. is, uh, comparison is a thief of joy. Right. It's just the worst. So um, I just go, I'm here to serve. And that's the thing that changes my mind uh, said mm-hmm. about all of that. So if I'm concerned about my performance, then I'm more thinking about me rather than thinking about you. Mm-hmm. But if I'm thinking about you as my potential client, I'm here to serve you. Right. How can I help you? Now the focus isn't on who's doing better or whatever. No, I'm just here to serve you. How can I help you? Mm -hmm. That shifts my mindset so fast out of comparison. And I'm just here to help. And if I, if I'm not the best person to help you, that's okay. Right. You find, you know, we want to help you find somebody else if it's Mm -hmm. not a good fit. So for me, that shift toward I'm here to serve my ideal client, that takes away that sense of performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I know we're running out of time. This has been, you know, a great discussion. I'm sure there's so much more that we could cover. Um, but I would like to ask if there's anything that you would like to offer to the listeners, you know, that could help them, you know, in this area. Of course, uh, our resource Rise Up Creatives is a great resource. We provide uh, 31 um, lifestyle images every month that people can use on their feed or stories or blog posts as well as 31 customizable captions that they can use right on their feed. And we have a graphic design studio with hundreds of templates uh, in a drag and drop graphic design studio to create graphics for your business. Um, so if they want a seven day free trial of that, they just go to riseupcreatives.com slash free trial. So okay. riseupcreatives.com slash free trial, and they can check it out and uh, see if it's a good fit. Perfect. And if they want to connect with you, do you have any other, like whether you want to share social media or website or phone number, or any way for them to reach out to you, what would you, you know, give them for that? 
Yeah, you can find us at Rise Up Creatives on all the social media platforms. And also I'd encourage you um, to check out the Inspiration Rising podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. We have over 180 mm-hmm. plus episodes of female entrepreneurs who are just um, incredible and inspiring to listen to. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, David, for being a guest on my show and sharing, you know, your expertise in this area. I'm sure, you know, it's been a great help to the listener. So great to be with you, Candy. I appreciate it. Thanks. And I just want to thank the listeners actually for tuning in as well to this podcast. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some of your questions on how to stand out and save time on social media. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to David at any of the links that he shared or send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd greatly appreciate your support. Be sure to join us next week for another important discussion. And remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can also find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to This Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.